Oh, hey, it's Leon. You remember me, right? House photographer and purple belt from Studio 540 in San Diego. I know, it's been a while since the last episode, right? Yes, I owe an explanation to all three of you, my faithful listeners. This podcast produces no income for me. It's a passion project just for fun. My main source of income is actually from a company I own and run. It's an online service for photographers, and our busy season is the fall, so that keeps me plenty busy. Last episode was, I think, in October. <laughs> the, you know, the peak season for me. Add to that some major life changes. And you know, I'm just going to say it clearly and concisely. I lost the dog in the divorce. So there you have it, my friends, my three faithful listeners. Thankfully, there is no shortage of podcasts on this planet. I'm sure you filled your ears with content, even in my absence. With that, I promise you no regularity to this podcast. I love doing these episodes, and I will do them as often as possible. Okay, that's out of the way. Let's get into the show. Today's topic, training with white belts. I had the opportunity to train with a couple of brand new white belts the other day, and I was conscious of my thought process, so I figured I would share them with you here. I remember being a white belt. It can be very intimidating. There is so much you know that you don't know, and you could get hurt as a result of your mistakes or the misuse of skill of your training partner. Now, first of all, I like training with white belts. That's probably because I'm a connector. By nature, I am one who likes to make the circle a little wider. I can look around a room and detect who might be feeling left out at a party. I'm always looking to make sure that people feel included and welcome. I'm also extremely empathetic. So when I see a white belt, I think I might have a good sense of what that person might be feeling. Now, I see a person, a person who is left out, maybe feeling left out, and yet still very eager to learn. This is also a chance for me to maybe work on some of my fundamentals. As you know, if you listen to this show, I'm not in this for medals and glory. I don't need to prove to anyone my skill in jujitsu. It's my practice and it's for me. So I'm the last guy to go tossing white belts around just to stroke my ego. The other day, between rounds, I saw a young woman waiting for someone to train with. So I asked her if she'd like to train. And after this round, I realized that I had never articulated it, but I recognized that I sort of have a routine with white belts. So here is my checklist, a template, if you will, for training with white belts. Number one, ask if they'd like to train. I'm going to break all these down. I'm just going to give you the list for now. So number one, ask if they like to train. Number two, shake their hand and introduce yourself. Number three, Ask them how long they've been training. Number four, give them an idea, something to focus on. Number five, play nice. 
Number six, thank them for training. Number seven, give some encouragement. And number eight, invite them back. All right, so there's the list. Let's break this down. Number one, ask if they'd like to train. Here's why. I want to give them a chance to say no. Maybe they came with a specific friend and they want to stick with them. Maybe they don't feel comfortable. Maybe they've had a couple of bad experiences. I don't want to force anyone to train with me. If they don't want to, then that is totally fine. But this is also just a friendly approach. If this is their first class, they don't know the protocol. They don't know how this works. They don't know who asks who. Do they wait for an instructor to pair them? It can be pretty overwhelming just trying to figure it out. You've got to give a little of your personality to help put them at ease. Secondly, shake your hand and introduce yourself. Now, that's just simple human interaction. Among purple belts at 540, I might walk up to a homie and just slap hands with them or touch them on the shoulder or catch their eye from across the room. But a white belt doesn't know this yet. If they stick around, they will learn the secret handshake, but for now, just treat them like a person you met at a party. And next, I like to ask them how long they've been training. And this is just a way to size them up. It's a way to estimate their skill. If they're a white belt that's been training for, say, three years, off and on, I will train differently with them than someone who says they've been to one class where they've been training for about one hour. <laughs> and this was the case the other day. The young woman literally said about one hour when I asked her how long you've been training. So I knew this was more of an orientation than anything. We weren't having a serious round of training. After that, I like to give them some idea. I like to give them an idea of something to focus on. In this case, the woman, she was so brand new. How could I expect her to defend any submissions, much less apply any? So I just told her in non-jujitsu terms what we were going to do. For example, this is what I said. I said something like this. Okay, so I just want you to focus on trying to maintain control. Try to stay on top. If you find yourself on the bottom, try and find your way back. Don't stay there. That was just the fundamental concept. Now, I'm not going to go talking about arm bars, omoplatas, and loop chokes with a white belt. Keep it simple. Just give them one little idea of something to focus on. Real quick, before I go on to the next point of playing nice, let's take a quick, quick break. Be right back. Next point, play nice. You gotta find a balance. Don't be patronizing with your training. It does a white belt no good to just lay on your back and pretend that they are amazing at jujitsu. They'll see right through it and it's kind of demeaning. I remember that happened to me a few times as a white belt and it just, it's, uh, it just, it didn't feel good. I didn't like it. <laughs> just wasn't cool. Didn't help me feel any better at jujitsu. I could see that they were just taking it easy. But also, don't beat them up. Let's be real. It took them a lot to get in there and suited up. 
humiliating them by tapping them 10 times in one six minute round just isn't that fun for most people anyway they may not ever come back or maybe they just won't come back to your gym and for me i have two rules when training with white belts in this regard of playing nice and i I don't share this with them it's just a couple of mental notes for myself now first i don't try any submissions unless they are an advanced white belt close to blue and they have some defenses i might catch an arm and isolate it and let them feel that that arm is in danger i might i might apply it if they're an advanced white belt and get the tap but typically what i'm going to do is i'll catch it i'll isolate it and i'm not going to crank it no like it just doesn't mm. i've seen so many spazzy white belts get hurt now i don't want to secure a submission and start to crank on it only to have them spaz and defend in a way that gets them injured no bueno okay second um, kind of mental note to myself is i mostly train in the gi i train yes gi and i do love using it to my advantage but i keep it super simple with white belts no spider guard worm guard or excessive sleeve or pant grips i keep a no gi mindset and default more to controlling a wrist, an arm, an ankle, without using the uniform. Now, along with playing nice, I generally, I don't give advice mid-round. And that's actually just a a general rule for anyone. Uh, I don't like to give advice in in mid-round. I just like to train. So if we're in the middle of a six minute round, I'm not going to stop and talk about what just happened. I might recognize if they pulled something off that was really clever, you know, but I'm going to move on. I'm not going to sit there and debate about it and philosophize about it. It's time to train. This six minute round is for training, not for philosophizing. Leave that for after class. Anyway, that's kind of a separate rant of my own. I don't give advice mid-round to anyone, but if I do, I keep it super, super succinct. There is a time to philosophize, but during the round is not the time. In this round, I found my training partner to be very athletic and agile. She actually tried passing my guard a few times, and that was great. Um, However, she was breathing so hard, like nearly hyperventilating. So I took just a second to say... Try and smooth out your breathing a bit. It's okay to slow down. No one here is going to hurt you. Left it at that and continued on. All right. Now, after the round, I like to just, I thank them for training. Just common courtesy. I think it's, it's also leading by example. We are shaping these white belts. First impressions count for a lot. So I want them to have the mindset of gratitude for their training partner, for their training partners both for just being there and for keeping them safe. Next, I like to give them some encouragement. In another round on the same day, I trained with a young man who looked like maybe he had some wrestling experience. He said that he didn't, but that he had played football. And I thought, great, he's used to a very physical sport, so he should feel at home. I gave him the same challenge. Just try to stay on top. If you go to the bottom, try to find your way back. Now in that round, you might say I didn't quote play as nice uh, as I did with the young woman I trained with a couple of rounds before. 
This guy outweighed me by almost 40 pounds. Once I swept him, I allowed space for him to get back on top. But he didn't know what to do, as it was maybe his third class. And so I decided to just keep moving, slow and steady, changing top positions from mount to side control to knee on belly. I gave him space to escape, but he didn't recognize it. And I did have the thought, should I just give up the position and let him go to top? But I didn't. I maintained that top control. So once we were done with the round, I asked him how much he weighed, and I told him my weight. So I said to him, if I can do that as a smaller, much lighter guy, then just imagine what you can do with 210. I really wanted him to think about it. Here was a smaller, lighter guy who just maintained top control for most of the round. My hope was that this moment could be inspirational for him to see what is possible with technique. I think it's important to not be blowing smoke. Uh, you know, when you give encouragement to someone, you have to try to find something that they really were doing well and give them praise for it. Now, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Make the compliment and move on. Also important to mention here, this is not your moment to give a seminar. White belts can be easily overwhelmed with all the information coming at them. It's such a new concept, grappling, for many people, anyway. If they ask a specific question about a position, I try to give them the very basic, the very, very basic stripped-down answer. Short and sweet. Um, this actually makes me remember something I learned from Henner and Hidon, the Gracie brothers from Torrance. In their curriculum for bullyproof, self-defense for kids, they mention that it's important to let your kids, quote, leave the table a little hungry. That is, that when you're teaching your kids jujitsu, let them ask you to train. Let them ask you questions. Don't force it on them. Make it fun, keep it playful, and let them leave the table a little hungry. I love that phrase, and I think it can apply here to newcomers of the sport as well. And lastly, invite them back. This is just simple, plain hospitality. You must take ownership in your club. You are a representative of your club. You have more influence than you know, so take this seriously. Help them feel welcome. This is their introduction to a sport that could become a lifelong practice. Well, there you have it, my friends. My thoughts on training with a white belt. What did I miss? How do you treat white belts? Does your club throw them into the deep end with the sharks? Or do they provide a fundamentals program where they can get oriented and learn the basics? I'd love to know. Hit me up on Instagram. Simply Leon Media. Look me up on Instagram. Shoot me a message. Let me know. How do you train with white belts? How does your club manage white belts? And until next time, take care. <laughs>